0: The following podcast is a special presentation of Answers for Elders featuring Evergreen Washelli. And welcome to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. And we are here with a very special guest, Mr. Dan White from Evergreen Washelli. He's the Northwest Territory Manager for Abbey View Memorial Park. Um, Dan, welcome to the program today.
1: Thanks, Suzanne. Pleasure to be here.
0: You know, I'm glad we are really we're talking about this topic because the the big piece of taking care of seniors is that we're all going to have them most likely um, be involved in taking care of them after they pass and upon passing away and. There's an emotional process to that. I know with my mom, it was a huge emotional process. And especially because you've been holding their hand and, you know, and, and fighting for their quality of life for so long. And then all of a sudden there's this time when they pass. Tell me a little bit about what goes through families when they're grieving.
1: Okay. Well, let me, let me preface that with this, that, you know, statistically the worst life event is stressful-wise is the loss of a loved one. That's number one.
0: Mm-hmm. I believe that.
1: Number five is the loss of a family member. Wow. And number 17 is the loss of a very close friend. So you can see that in any of those events, it, it does cause a lot of stress. And, of course, with that, there comes a grieving process. Mm-hmm. So we like to talk about what we call the 10 stages of grief.
0: Oh, there's 10. Yes, Interesting. i got
1: 10. The first one is really is shock because even though you may be caring for your loved one and they may be in hospice and such, you may think you're prepared for it, but when it does happen, you're true. not. So there is shock. So that is definitely what you will experience, and people handle that in totally different ways. Some mm-hmm. people completely withdraw and don't associate. Some step up and block their grieving process because they know they have to be the strong one, yeah. as, as they say. So that's one. That's one stage. Then there is what we call emotional relief, and that's when you start to realize and begin to hurt and feel really what's uh, what's mm-hmm. going on. So mm-hmm. there is that. There's also what we call preoccupation with the deceased, where you you focus. That's all and eats up most of your time and your devotion is on focusing about that person.
0: And how does that manifest itself normally?
1: Well, that can manifest itself in a couple of uh, different ways is that uh, you just start, if you're sitting and just having a cup of coffee, then all of a sudden you're thinking about, wow, I really miss them and, and they are now gone. And I can only speak from my own experience of losing my mother when I was 21, and that mm-hmm. was that was now 1978. So that was a long, long time ago. But I do remember at that point, uh, uh, my fixation was on, wow, I've lost my mom. What am sure. I going to do now? And so – Every it's it's got to be a up.
0: feeling of maybe paralyzing in some cases emotionally. It's just, it can be. It makes it makes it sometimes difficult. How can I go forward without this person in yes. my life? Especially yeah. if you're losing a spouse. Spouse. Um, you huh? have, you know, shared memories together that all are going to change. Um, yeah. There's got to be a lot of different things that people there, deal with.
1: And you're absolutely right because now when you have that preoccupation with the deceased now the emotional stress now begins to manifest itself in physical ailment. I mm-hmm. mean, we all know what doctors say about stress and how it can make you feel, and and it could lead to stages of, of depression. It could also – another stage could be hostile reactions because some people, believe it or not, do get angry mm-hmm. when they lose a oh, loved one. Oh, I'm sure like, they like do. You yeah. left me, and you left me with all this stuff to do, and I, especially – I see some of that sometimes um, when wives lose their husbands Mm -hmm. because uh, at the age group and with seniors, uh, you know, it's just been pretty much customary that a lot of times the husband was taking care of all the finances and paying all the bills and doing that, or or it's just the opposite sometimes Mm -hmm. where the wife does the same thing, but the other spouse isn't involved. It's not a joint effort. Right, And then when they lose that person, that spouse that has been responsible for caring for them in so many ways, they're lost. They're well, lost.
0: And, it's, and I, I can really um, equate this to a lot of the families that we work with, with mm-hmm. seniors. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of resentment sometimes in mm-hmm. the heirs of the loved one. Because yes. maybe, um, you know, daughter took care of mom while she aged. And as a result, uh, daughter is the primary heir of mom's home. And then the rest of the siblings are angry at mom, But even though she's passed on and mom made the choice because obviously the daughter is the one that stepped up. This is obviously a lot of things that go on. I'm sure that can be a lot of anger amongst the scenario, Yeah, you know, and can be taken out on the caregiver.
1: Yes. And that's rightfully so. So along with that, along those same lines with those kinds of anger or hostile reactions, guilt can also play in. Like I didn't do enough, I could have saved. Yeah. And that one I can relate personally again because uh, when my mom passed at 21, I received a phone call. I was in California and she passed away in Kansas City. And all the way flying back, I should have been there. What could I have done? Yeah. I could have saved her. I could have been there. Mm-hmm. So you go through those kinds of processes as well. We've And we've touched on depression. But the other thing would be withdrawal. I mean, isolation. People will withdraw and isolate because they don't want to interact with others Yes, and get involved. And I'm sure you've seen that and that, especially in dealing with uh, surviving spouses and seniors. Absolutely. So So
0: we are talking here today with Mr. Dan White from Evergreen Washelli. He is the Northwest Territory Manager of Abbey Abbey View Memorial Park. Uh, Dan, we're talking about, uh, you know, basically the stages of grief. And I've always heard about you know, the, I think it's five stages, but now you're talking about 10. Mm-hmm. And this is important because I'm really identifying with a lot of these. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So tell us a little bit more about some of the, the other ones that you, that you share.
1: Well, the, uh, the other one that we share is re-entry into relationships. And really what that uh, mm-hmm. deals with is over time – and no one really knows how much that time is, that uh, because everybody does grieve uh, differently. Mm-hmm. But I have seen families or spouses that will get involved uh, early, within six months. I've seen some that will not get involved for two to three years, or maybe ever, maybe ever. Yeah, but that is one of the to begin to get out again, to start living your life again. That's also, that's the the better one. The last one would be the resolution and readjustment, really, to reality, to mm-hmm. living for yourself again and kind of redefining what it is that you do.
0: You know, those are all really interesting um, stages, and I certainly relate to every single one of them. <laughs> um, but I'm also kind of sitting back thinking, you know, I know people who have lost loved ones. How can... and and you guys are in the business of grief i mean you work with those that are comforting those who are in grief Hmm. um what are some tools and and um i guess advice that you can give us how can you support um best support those that are grieving
1: well uh best way to support those are grieving is to go on the internet there are an awful lot of of information around grief, grief counseling. There are support groups for mm-hmm. survivors, for widows, widowers. Uh, I, I would encourage for for those people to get involved with them to seek to be in community. <coughs> yeah, is uh, is probably the the most helpful. Um, Should
0: you reach out to people that are grieving?
1: Sure, sure. Okay, you so can
0: and mm-hmm. and obviously don't take it personal if they they're not.
1: No, (laughs) you know, uh, you you just need to be able to give them their space because everybody is different. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: if you can be there to support, but not necessarily um, nudge or give your advice, just Mm -hmm. be aware and really think on them and what it is that they need for you. So that's probably a good question or a good thing. What can I do to help? Is there anything that I can offer?
0: Well, and I think the other thing is is just sometimes when you 're grieving you don 't know what you need sometimes nope. you don 't know what you want from somebody else, so it 's like sometimes just being an ear to listen, you know maybe maybe you offer that friendship that i 'm here if whatever you need mm-hmm. from me um as a good friend in in caring uh for that loved one or that that friend that 's going through. I know I just had a friend who lost her mother and yeah you know, from my hometown. And I felt terrible that I couldn't go be with her up in. um, But, you know, it's, it's the feeling of, you know, what can I do? It's, it's the, sometimes we from the outside kind of feel lost. We don't know how if we can support those that have lost a loved one. And, and so anything that, you know, we can do uh, just seriously. I I don't, I know so many people, they don't even know how to write a sympathy note because you don't know what to say.
1: Exactly. You so don't.
0: that is maybe an, another topic for another show. That
1: is another topic <laughs> for another show because that can go on for, for quite a bit. But there, yeah. there are lots and lots of resources, lots uh-huh. of great books that are out there. Um, uh, we have a great book. Uh, i trying to think of the name. I don't have it, but I will get it to you so that we, yes. we could uh, yes. find and it's. Done by a, a local professor here at uh, one of the colleges who's been in the death care business for 30 years. Oh, wow. And nice. it really is set up with on the left side of the page is a symptom that you may be feeling mm-hmm. as far as grieving and such.
0: Oh, wonderful. And on the
1: right-hand side, it is, gives you several options of how you can get better.
0: That's awesome. So, Dan, um, how do we reach you?
1: You can reach me at Abbey View Memorial Park by calling us at 425-483-0555. You can check us out on Facebook at Abbey View Memorial Park, or you can email me at dwhite at
0: Dan, we're so glad that you are a frequent guest in our program because I learn something every time. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. This has been a special presentation of Answers for
0: Elders featuring Evergreen Washelli. For more information about Evergreen Washelli, their website is washelli.com. That's W-A-S-H-E-L-L-I.com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements.